0: Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage,
1: support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. Welcome to the pilot episode of Two Adoptive Mamas. We are pretty pumped to be here.
0: Super excited. This is definitely like a finally moment. Um, so it's really great to be here with you, Liz, and I'm excited to chat today.
1: Yeah, me too. I think, uh, so just start, start off our pilot episode. We thought that we would share a little bit about our journeys, uh, why we, um, are adoptive mamas, what finds us here. And we're going to kind of go back and forth to share a little bit about how we got here, um, just through our journeys of adoption. So Sarah's going to start, I'm going to kick us off here with the first question, Sarah, why did you consider adoption for growing your family
0: sure so some quick context adoption was not in our family um, i didn't have any family members that were adopted um, but as i tried to think back to how i might have first been introduced to the idea of adoption i recall that i had a friend in elementary school who i had known for years we went to preschool together And one day I was playing at her house and I remember just abruptly in the middle of our play, um, she said to me, I'm adopted. And that just really sparked an interesting conversation for that afternoon. And I remember that she excitedly pulled out the photo album that her mom had made about the day that she was born And there were pictures of her birth parents and just the whole thing. And that really impacted me, Um, I think, subconsciously more so than I could realize at that age developmentally. Um, But that was kind of my first experience with adoption. So this might sound silly, but from that point on, I pretended that my American Girl dolls were my adopted children. Love it. (laughs) So bear in mind, I was little, um, but it was just always on my heart after that in some way, shape or form. Um, So those are my first adopted children, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will seriously, just for the sake of time, overgeneralize how we got to adoption as a married couple. um, My husband and I were married in 2014. Um, In 2013, I was diagnosed with metastatic thyroid cancer. And so really the big praise and the important thing to note from that whole journey, which is another story in itself, um, but we are going on seven years now that my disease is treated and stable, and it doesn't impact my day-to-day. And so, but we realized in that process that having biological children was quickly off the table. And I remember telling my husband those, uh, those words exactly, and we had been engaged for one month. And then it was like our entire world came crashing down, and it was devastating. But there was always that adoption piece in my heart and on my mind, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, And one thing I guess I want to emphasize as we kind of take a deep dive here into how we chose adoption, I want to be clear that it wasn't second pick for us. I'm always really mindful of making sure that I'm clear about that. I mean that in the sense that the priority for us was to be parents. And I remember having that conversation with my husband. That was primary. And so biological or adopted, this was just the avenue for us. And it's always just weighed on me that I don't ever want my child or my children um, to conceive that adoption was the next best thing. Hmm. It truly is the best thing for our family um, and how we were able to become parents.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the adoption process for you. How long did it take? And you know, what was that match process and the piles and piles of paperwork that
0: are pretty predominant in the adoption world? <laughs> So I love sharing our actual adoption story of our daughter, who is now um, two and a half years old. And I will just summarize it in one word, and that is quick. (laughs) Uh, So our domestic home study process took about nine months, so that part wasn't so quick. Um, But we completed our paperwork, and we became approved at the end of June 2018. Um, And so on July 16th, so just a few weeks after, we received uh, through our adoption portal um, a fact sheet. And this is the information that prospective adoptive parents receive about a child who is waiting to be matched with a family. And when we looked at that fact sheet, we were just so excited to have received one, never thinking that maybe the first one that we opened would be Hmm. our baby, but it was. And when we looked at the fact sheet, we realized that the baby was a week overdue and that she was out of state. And so, just for some context, on July 18th, we learned that the birth family had chosen us. On July 19th, we met them, and on July 21st, a nurse in labor and delivery handed me a 32nd year, 32nd old little girl. Oh my gosh! Um, so <laughs> whirlwind. We yes, to <laughs> say the least. So we literally became parents overnight, and we've always joked that if you've ever seen the Southwest airline commercial about the adoptive parents, that was us. We were running through Bye Bye Baby um, 48 hours before our daughter was born, trying to uh, figure out everything that we might need. And so I'm always grateful to the friends uh, that I texted and reached out to in that time that gave me a list of what would need to be a priority. So um, I think it's fair to say that our first process was atypical. At some point, we will get to talk about what it's like to prepare, and read, and do all the things, and then none of it happens like that, (laughs) Um, and I have lots of thoughts also on out-of-state adoptions, and what it was like to navigate living two weeks in a hotel with a newborn, um, and navigating a pediatrician office that I knew nothing about, um, and just really having 48 hours to think through what that would look like, so I look forward to sharing more about that down the road, Um, but actually, we are now in our second adoption process, so Mm -hmm. We just completed another domestic infant adoption home study uh, mid-August of this year. So we are officially waiting to be matched. And I look forward to, yes, (laughs) celebrate. Um, I look forward to sharing about what it's like to currently be in the wait. There's a lot of emotion and uncertainty and just um, a lot that can weigh heavy on the heart in in that time. Um, But it also feels different the second time around. I'm not bored uh, following around a two and a half year old. She certainly keeps us busy, but we are hopeful that she will become a big sister sooner rather than later. So great. So great.
1: Uh, so one of the things that we really want to talk about in, I know I'm sharing this to you like you don't know, Sarah, but here we are. Um, For those of us, those of you who are listening with us, one of the things we really want to highlight, cover, and uh, just be vulnerable and real about on this podcast is all the things that maybe you are thinking and feel like you can't say out loud. Um, And we want to be able to name those. We want to be able to talk about them in an honest and graceful way. Um, We want to be able to encourage one another um, and help each other feel like Like we're not alone. And so um, for the purposes of sharing our story right now, we'll kind of talk about those as uh, the shadow feelings of adoption and the adoption process. And really like those emotions as a mama um, or a soon to be mama when you're in the process and when you feel like you are on a roller coaster. So tell me, Sarah, some of those shadow feelings of adoption that you experienced with your first um, and even if you want to touch on what's going on with the second.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have to pause for a minute because just for context, so Liz and I met about two yes, weeks true. <laughs> before, uh, before we were matched with our daughter. And all I really knew about Liz at that point was that, you know, obviously we both both worked in the same office, but that she was an adoptive mama and she had lived it, and I was just so grateful to have someone in my corner that at least could relate to that part. Um, and so I think that, like you said, Liz, we just want to be able to converse and share resources in a way that meets our listeners right where they're at, wherever, Mm -hmm. wherever that may be. If you're thinking about adoption, you are in the weight, you have adopted. Um, I just remember how wonderful it was to be able to share some of those, if you want to call them dark thoughts, uh, with you, Liz, and just feel like it was a safe space and we could talk openly about it. And I think- That's really important as moms that we um, have someone or a community that we feel like we can go to with some of that.
1: So yeah, right back at you. (laughs) You need someone who gets it. That's right.
0: (laughs) So I will trust that what I'll share next is part of that safe community that we're building here at Two Adoptive Mamas. But it got real, really quick for my husband and I. Like I said, literally overnight, we became mom and dad. And one minute I was at work, and the next minute I was holding a baby, and I remember looking at the clock. It had to have been 4 a.m. Our daughter had been born at 8 p.m. the night before. And I was in a hospital that I wasn't familiar with, in a state that I had never been in, and everyone kept calling me mom in labor and delivery. And I looked at my husband, and in a moment of sheer panic for all that had transpired in the last 72 hours, I remember saying something to the effect of, no one asked if this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And even now, just reflecting on those words, of course this is what I wanted. Of course this is what we had longed for. This was a child that we had prayed for, and God was a- creating a way for us to be a family. But it just happens so quick, and I think sometimes we need to let ourselves be human and just experience that emotion. Uh, it's a statement that sometimes I feel like It requires a lot of explanation, but then other part of me knows that it doesn't. If you're waiting to adopt, I promise you, you will have this moment. Um, No matter how long you've waited or long to be a mom, sometimes you you are human, just let it happen. And I promise you that the next thought in a minute, maybe a second or a minute or an hour, will be that this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. And so like you said, Liz, we have to ride that roller coaster. and I've always said to friends and family who've asked, how did, how did you adjust overnight? There's a reason it takes a baby nine months to grow and develop in the womb. <laughs> and like it or not, um, you're probably not getting that kind of heads up. Let's chalk it up to this. You're never truly ready. Um, but God will get you there in the nine minutes, nine weeks, or nine months that you have to prepare. Yeah. Wow. So you've been home
1: two and a half years. Well, Your daughter has been home two and and a half years, and uh, can you highlight, I don't know, one or two things that have kind of stuck with you as you've walked that journey um, with her, having her grow up, and just being an adoptive mama
0: in the day-to-day? Absolutely. Some of the, the really special memories that, I mean, I still cling to, even though she's already been home with us two and a half years, just those initial two weeks where we were living out of state with her, and that cocooning process, which we will talk about which is very easy to read about and write about, but not so easy in practice, Mm. um, and that's okay. Um, But those were some of our most special moments, just becoming a family, bringing our daughter home eventually, being able to um, find the right rhythm, um, and just getting to know her. Our daughter loves to read books, and so we have selected a few books that kind of introduced her to that idea of adoption. It's something that we will always talk about. With her and we'll just be part of our story of how we became a family that's awesome a quick shout out that I was at the adoption day court day
1: that was so exciting (laughs) to be a part of just a small snippet I mean yes finalization
0: is definitely always it's it's really nice to have that um yeah to seal the deal there and so it was really special to have you there and lots well, of the those only who, one. <laughs> you were not but lots of those who love our daughter and have <laughs> supported our family through this
1: awesome thanks sarah
0: so yeah. i have talked a lot <laughs> and now even though we have had the opportunity to share our stories with one another at on multiple occasions I would love for our listeners to know about how you came to consider adoption for growing your family.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, So my husband and I, uh, we had been married for a couple of years. But even before marriage, uh, when we were dating, we always talked about adoption. Um, We had heard... A statistic, at least back then, you know, about a third of people, um, a third of couples talk about adoption, but only 2% actually act upon it. And we're the type of people who want to be like in that small percentage to keep going. And uh, so we really wanted to do that. But we had a couple of things going on. Uh, you know, we had grad school and we were moving. And I was working in residence life um, in higher education. And so I was running a dorm building. And that's like not the first thing on your brain when there are 100 freshman females circling your apartment. So uh, we, we were busy. We were doing stuff. And we were living down um, in another state than where we are now and uh, in the middle of a city. And it was really great. Uh, in 2013, I had a miscarriage. And, um, we weren't trying. And so it was, uh, that was a roller coaster. Uh, we, you know, weren't trying to be parents. And then all of a sudden we were parents. And then all of a sudden we weren't parents. Um, in the matter of like, I think a week or two, it was very quick. Um, and that grieving process and healing process was hard. And we realized, I think at that point when, when you weren't expecting something, then you have such anticipation and excitement for it, like becoming parents, and then all of a sudden it's taking away, taken away. Uh, through that healing process, it was a lot of, oh, we actually, yeah, we want to be parents. Like, let's go. Like, we well, let's revisit all those things that we talked about so long ago, um, and weren't wasn't really on the forefront of our minds. So, uh, at that point was when we kind of realized we don't really know any about adoption. We don't know how to start. We don't know what to do. And, um, that, that's also kind of a a feeling of listlessness or, you know, you feel kind of like you're wondering, like, which agency do I go to? Like, which avenue do I take? What do I do? So, like I said, we were in grad school and like pretty poor. So there were a couple things that scared us about, um, some of the Choices that you'd have to make when you start the adoption journey. And yeah, we were scared, but we knew that we wanted to do it. So the doors opened for us, and we feel the Lord led us to foster care first. We were foster parents um, down in the state there. And yes, we were still living in a residence hall apartment. And yes, (laughs) my husband was still in grad school. It was great. Um, We had a couple calls, a couple uh, referrals, and some of them didn't work out. Some of them um, were two two little girls were placed in our home for a while, and we were told that the TPR was uh, ready to be signed. Uh, sorry, termination of parental rights, alphabet soup. Anyway, uh, so we were told that the TPR was close to being signed and that they were in the foster to adopt tract and that these two little girls really needed a home. So we opened our home to them and they were wonderful. Um, But it turns out that the TPR was nowhere close to being signed and there was a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication about their case. And so we advocated the best we could for them uh, to do whatever it was that was best for them. Uh, And in the end, that reunification was the plan. So they left our home uh, pretty shortly after they were with us. Um, So then it felt like I had lost a baby in 2013. It felt like I lost two babies in 2014. And I looked at my husband. I said, I think it's time that we find um, a little one who's meant to be in our home forever. So we opened uh, the door for international adoption, and our first adoption uh, process, we went to Poland, and my daughter was brought home in 2016, and I know we'll unpack it in a little bit, but uh, that that is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I will never forget. Um, that process took us probably about two years. And then as soon as she came home, uh, we were in love and she's wonderful and great. Uh, We have a lot going on Um, there. She has a lot of nuanced care that we are in and out of different doctors and therapists and things like that. Um, So we're very busy, but we didn't feel like we were done. So, uh, I mean, pretty quickly afterwards, we knew we were going to adopt again. Um, but again, had to let life happen for a little bit. So in 2018, uh, we kind of felt like it was time to go. And the second time, it was so quick compared to the first one. Um, But I remember it was September of 2018. Um, I kind of looked at my husband. It was just a really random like Sunday afternoon. And we were hanging out on the couch watching football. And I looked at him. I was like, I think it's time to go. And he said, okay. And so we prayed and we shook hands. And then I signed up for an agency referral packet. I love um, that you shook
0: on it. That's always my favorite part of yeah, that story. Yeah. We, we, Very I mean, official. We had to be official,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, so the second time we went to China and um, that whole process from shaking hands in September to when our son came home was less than 12 months. (laughs) It was crazy Um, and it was so quick. But, you know, looking back, I can see how the Lord had just marched us right down this path Um, and we might not have known which which stepping stone was next or how quickly it was going to come. But we were definitely supposed to be there and he was definitely supposed to be home when he was so. So I have two, two international. He came home in 2019, and we we are walking that uh, medical needs and um, just all the navigation that comes with all of that.
0: Absolutely, and God's timing is perfect. And so I, I love hearing about how your son and daughter came home. So I shared a little bit about some of those those dark moments or moments um, where just kind of all the emotions in the process come to a head, and so what was that moment for you with your daughter and then with your son? Yes. So, uh,
1: we were in Poland, um, and in Poland, what well, I guess at the time uh, in Poland, when we went, um, there, there was a, a part of the process where we had to visit our daughter, um, in the home that she was in, uh, and she was in, an orphanage, and so we had to visit her before she was able to come stay with us in the flat. Um, and those four days w- were the hardest days of my life. Um, I think it's just hard to wrap your mind around meeting your little girl and being with her, feeding her, playing with her, and then not being able to tuck her in at night. Um, so those, those were hard days, and, and I really just wished that they were over so that she could be with us. Um, and I remember on the last night before we were able to, to you know, bring her with us, and that's the day that we consider family day or adoption day when she was able to be with us from you know, that point on. So the night before that, we were sitting in a Polish mall eating some not-so-awesome food court food, and there's a movie theater there, and we just needed something to distract ourselves, and so we went to see Captain America Civil War that had just come out uh, with Polish subtitles. Um, And I, it wasn't the same sentence that you said, Sarah, to your husband, but it was something pretty similar where I was just scared. I was just scared, and I looked... At my husband and said, what did we just do? What did we just do? And there was never a point even through all of that, that I was going to hop on the plane and leave or, you know, like she was our daughter. She sure. coming home. Um, she is coming home, but I just felt so inadequate and I felt like I didn't know anything. And I, I didn't know the path that we had chosen. What was, if, was it right? Was it not right? What was going on? And I, just had all of these questions in my mind. So, um, one thing that, you know, before my daughter came home, right when we were matched with her referral, um, when I have shared this story before, I talk about it like a sunrise. Um, and so I remember like holding the referral sheet and just praying and walking. Um, and I, never get up early in the morning, but this particular moment I was walking early in the morning, um, and I was able to see the sunrise. And when you watch a sunrise, when you're walking, it's really dark, um, beforehand and you don't really know where anything is, but as the sun comes up, things become clear. And then once the sun is up, you kind of look around and realize like, Oh yeah, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And this is the way that it always was and was supposed to be. And that is how I feel, um, with our adoption journey. Um, my daughter was first and so that was how when I walked that part of my journey and really my faith journey too just thinking about hey like I don't always know what my path is going to be but the sun came up because my daughter is my daughter and now I know that she's my daughter and I had I just had to be with her Um, so when I look around now and it's like oh yeah she's always supposed to be here this was always the way I was supposed to be um, when people say, why Poland? That's not, you know, the typical country that people think of when you think of international adoption. And now I just say, that's where she was. She had to be home. That's where she was. And I God think we need, an, <laughs> an,
0: we need an amen for that.
1: right? <laughs> yeah. So, so my son, totally different process. I mean, I had, like I said, the Lord had taught me so much through that part um, that I didn't have all of those same thoughts, uh, going through with my, uh, my son and his process. And in fact, the opposite was kind of the case where, um, he just, ran into my husband's arms and, um, he was born in China. And so he was saying, Baba, Baba, um, Mandarin for father and daddy. And we were like, what is going on right now? What did we do? Like, again, so like same question, but like totally different scenario. Um, and so that was, that was just crazy. And it was beautiful to watch his joy. Um, and to just see how he just kind of lovingly embraced, uh, so quickly. Um, and th- then we just kind of kept this like self-doubt, like, did we do something wrong? Like, what is going on? Like, you know, this is just not what we were expecting at all. And uh, that, so that lesson was really strong of, you know, the the Lord will definitely show you that you, you, you just don't know what to expect. He's got to let, you got to let him have it. <laughs> He's the one who has the plan. Um, so we just had to stop kind of second guessing ourselves and make sure that we are loving the kid who is in front of us in the process that was in front of us in the country that we're in.
0: Absolutely. It's funny. Well, maybe it's not funny, but isn't it the truth that no matter how many times God comes alongside of us, which he always does, um, but then just shows us that he has it all figured out, that we still yeah. doubt in those moments. Yeah. And you'd think that we'd get it by now, but I guess that's no, all part that's of the that's why journey. he keeps showing us. But I do say. remember you sending me the picture of, of your son embracing your husband, mm-hmm. and you told me that he ran to you, and I just, ooh, all the feels, all the chills. Um, I remember when you shared that, so that's really neat. So you talked about it a little bit, but are there any experiences or um, special moments in bringing home your son and daughter that you wanted to make sure that you highlighted for us? Uh, I... I think they will unfold as
1: we keep talking and as we keep learning about each other and keep learning about this journey of adoption um, and what that means for families. Um, I guess I will say that finding out what they love has been really fun. Um, Finding out how different they are, finding how they learn differently and what it is that they think about the world my daughter really loves music and has the memory of an elephant my goodness she knows more songs than me and so just seeing her light up when she's listening to a song, um, or seeing my son build something. Those are like really small things, but really important. And even though I was not able to be with them for the first couple years of their lives, and I didn't see, I didn't see their first steps for my son, or I didn't see the first this, um, we still have had a lot of firsts and that's been pretty cool that they've been able to make those memories and, kind of create their own narrative about how they interpret life in the context of our family in the context of our faith and love um so those moments have been cool that was a little lofty and cheesy but it's true <laughs> that's Absolutely. like where it is um and, and yeah that I mean the, w- my life is really busy <laughs> so <laughs> we, have, we have to slow down sometimes to think about those little things <laughs> for sure for sure this is a good
0: space to do that
1: Awesome. We will get into more of our stories through the different episodes and just through being able to share our journey, learn more about your journey along the way. Uh, But right now, we really want to get into why we're
0: here. So Sarah, can you share a little bit about what we're all about? Absolutely. At Two Adoptive Mamas, we are committed to creating a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experiences and opportunities that have made us families. So we will encourage, we will share, and we will always make room for a laugh. That is also one of our promises. So whether you're thinking about adoption or have adopted, this is a place where we want to share resources, our hearts, and help you navigate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood.
1: So one of the things that we... um... Just love about the idea, talking about the mama experience, the adoptive mama experience, is when you're thinking about the kind of adoption triad, as it's been called, as there's the adoptee and the birth mom or the biological mom and then the adoptive parents. Um, each part of that triangle and relationship is so crucial and important uh, to support and encourage and have education about um, and so we really want to highlight and validate the experience of the adoptive mama, um, and we believe that in order to have strong uh, adoptees who grow up to be into beautiful young men and women of God, um, and that they are thriving in how they need to thrive, um, and to be able to support and encourage the birth mom and the biological mom in that process and in the family, however that looks like for whatever family unit that is. Um, We believe that we need to have strong mamas to do that. And we want to be able to talk about some things that maybe you don't feel like you can, or maybe it feels wrong to think. Um, Sometimes we just need to kind of say that stuff out loud and hopefully we'll provide a few resources along the way. Um, But We really just want to make sure that you feel you walk away from listening to this podcast feeling encouraged and empowered to do something different um, or tackle something new that maybe you didn't feel that way before.
0: So when we first envisioned this space and what we wanted to accomplish with Two Adoptive Mamas, I wanted to be sure of one thing. And what I'm about to say is not meant to offend anyone. I followed a number of podcasts, I still do, and social accounts and blogs. And they share a variety of different content. And we need this variety. But as I so bluntly said to Liz one day, I'm not sure if you remember this. (laughs) I do. But I said, I don't want to be just another mommy blogger. And I like to follow some of the mommy bloggers. But that's just not what we feel called to in this space. It's about to get real. We want you to know that. Real feelings, real stories, the real S. All right. So ground rules, as we
1: move forward here, just, uh, you know, this is our pilot episode. We obviously have a ton of things coming that we want to talk about. We have a lot of people that we want to invite to interview so that you can hear from them because they have so many great things that they can share and impact you, but you've heard it throughout our stories a little bit, but we are believers and we believe that Jesus is awesome. Um, That doesn't mean that the things that we're about to share aren't going to benefit anyone who might find themselves in the adoption journey, whether you're thinking about it, um, whether you're in the foster care community. I know our name is two adoptive mamas, but I've been a foster mom. We know that a lot of things when it comes to trauma informed care, helping our children and navigating some of these different components apply to both, um, So we just want to kind of say those things out loud and just be upfront about them. Um, We have talked a lot about things like the shadow feelings of adoption, and we've said a lot of things that
0: most people probably
1: don't say on the air. Um, But we just want to be real with you. We're going to be real with each other. We're going to be ourselves.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Liz. We wouldn't be here without Jesus. He has guided us through our pre- and post-adoptive journeys And so really grateful that he is a foundational piece of this. Amen. We are just so glad that you joined us for our first episode. And we can't wait to see you in episode two. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You heard us talk about the shadow feelings of adoption. We hope to take a deeper dive into shadow feelings in the next episode. We hope you'll join us. You can
1: find us on Facebook and Instagram or go to twoadoptivemamas.com for additional resources and ways to join our community. Remember, you've got this, Mama.